1: is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers nation radio presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Chubb gets
0: the call and he cuts right side. And there is Cam Hayward saying you're not turning this corner. It's going to be third and long. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Captain Cam showing a little kindness as he's been doing that all week long, Max. All week long, this man's been out there with some of his teammates joining in and doing some acts of kindness, which we'd celebrate with him because he's making a difference. He's pouring life into other people, and that is something to celebrate. And, of course, that'll wrap up, hopefully, with a Steelers victory against the New York Jets, 1 o'clock, at Acrisure Stadium on Sunday. But, truly... We celebrate yesterday, Cam was at Sheridan Avenue Orchard Garden in East Liberty. His grandma lives there, right? So they in, in, in 2012, Repair the World Pittsburgh, uh, they turned an abandoned lot into an urban garden, and I think that's just marvelous. What say you, my friend?
1: No, that, 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 that's tremendous. And when you look at just Cam and, and what he's done Um, this week, hopefully inspiring a lot of people around the Pittsburgh area and, of course, around the country, you know, that read his stories to go out there and and be a change agent. I think that's that's the biggest thing is that you want to be an agent for change in a positive way and affect people and allow them to, you know, not only have a sense of service – but more a sense of kindness open your heart right? I, right I think that's kind of the biggest way that we look at it opening your heart and hel- realizing you're helping people um that probably will never be able to repay you and that's the ultimate reward when you can do something for yeah. someone and not expect something in return um that that's that's when you're cooking with the right stuff you know you're hitting home runs
0: my friend absolutely you know you see that and you 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 To be on the other end of it, think about Cam coming and doing something. Now, they're cleaning up this lot, okay? I mean, that they made into a garden uh, back in 2012. And they're just – I'm looking at this picture, and Cam's got a wheelbarrow. Now, I got to ask – I want to – when I see him, I want to say, were you working that wheelbarrow, man? That's what I want to know. Were you really working it? Or was that one of those glam shots, right? I got a feeling what his answer is going (laughs) to be. He was working
1: the wheelbarrow, baby. Oh yeah, L- listen. I mean, a line—that's that, kind of a lineman philosophy, right? Right. Anything that has to pull and tow the line, you know, and and responsible for carrying heavy things over distance—that's a—that's that, a lineman. Is that not the description and definition when we talk about a lineman? Yes. We we yeah, we push things that are heavy sometimes, mostly against their will, into different places. That's a wheelbarrow. <laughs> So it was
0: at home. It was at home. You know, it takes me back to my youth. When my dad looked at me one time, he goes, boy, you got a strong back and a weak mind. You know, don't confuse the two. It'll save you a lot of grief in the future. (laughs) Hey, thanks, Dad. I appreciate that affirmation.
1: (laughs) Sage wisdom by the elder Wolfley.
0: (laughs) He he was born to push things. That's what my dad would say. You know, pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) Well, it started when I was two. I ran through uh, the glass window in the front door of our apartment when I was a little kid. Head first, boom. Accidentally just, you know, kind of mistimed that handle or something, but right through it. And my dad's like, "Mm, kid's born to play football, I think.
1: (laughs) So, Wolf, we share something in common. What's that, my friend? At the age of five, I ran through our glass sliding door. (laughs) That went outside to the back. There you go.
0: i bet you yours was thicker than mine. Mine
1: was pretty thin. I but you say, still ran through it. Though. Oh, I still, And it was still glass, because uh, I because I shattered the glass, and then I cut. I have a I have a cut still to this day, like a little mark, where where the glass kind of went into into the face region. So it was a scar above my eye. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, exactly, right. Huh? so scars yeah.
0: on on young dudes. They're like they're like uh, medals of honor. You know, what I mean, yeah, it's the, it's scar the badge of Yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah. A uh, stitch, badge of courage. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Hey, we're gonna move on now. Get that man a Subaru. I, I couldn't help but include this, just to kind of open because Miles Garrett uh, is actually. I think we we should we should call him Sammy. I can't drive fifty-five Hagar. <laughs> I mean, oh geez. good heavens, man. I mean, he's been cited now for driving. He was driving 65 and a 45 when he reportedly swerved to avoid an animal in the road, okay? So he flipped uh-huh. his 911 Porsche several times. Now, thank goodness. You know, he had a, a, a female passenger, and they were hospa- oh. hospitalized with minor injuries because they were wearing their seatbelts. Good move, right? But I found out now Garrett has been cited for speeding six times, including two times in a 24-hour period, first for driving 120 miles an hour and then 105. Somebody needs to tell Miles Garrett that it's not the Autobahn. You can do that over in Germany. But you know what? A, a lo- locally around Cleveland, I don't think it's uh, very copacetic.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you, you bought a race car because that's what a Porsche 911 is, right? Okay, right. Well, not, race have you ever car. driven one? I've never I, no. Th- does it look like I could fit in one, Wolf? <laughs> well, that's true. That's yeah. Okay. I I still whoa, question whoa, whoa, how, whoa, whoa, how comfortable. Whoa, you got in a Mini Cooper? How did you do once, that? Once again, those are built for space on the inside. They're they're little exterior, but I mean it's wide on the inside. There's not a lot on the on the interior oh, uh, of okay. those vehicles. And I drove a convertible at that, so. <laughs> I could stick my head out, which was nice.
0: <laughs> the problem is you got to keep your mouth closed because the bugs will catch in your teeth.
1: You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or you just kind of angle your head down so they just hit your forehead. Um, <laughs> they bounce off the forehead. There you go. Yeah, bug shield. Bug shield. <laughs> but, uh, but you, you know, it was funny. I was talking to one of my buddies yesterday about that, and... And he was like Max. He's like, do you know how hard it is to flip a Porsche 911? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm talking about Miles Garrett. I was like, well, really? He's like, I have flipped a Porsche 911, and it takes effort to flip a Porsche 911. I said, yeah. He's he's like, just because uh, the steering wheel is so tight, so okay. when you do make turns and stuff, like it's very good. He's like, the only way he's like the only way I could see doing that. Is if he swerved in one direction, overcorrected it to the other direction, and then quickly brought it back to okay. the to b- back to the right again, and he's like, and the ditch grade would have to be pretty significant because the way that the Porsche is built is wide and low, so it's to prevent that type of movements because oh. you have to make tight movements on a race on a race course. Oh, so, I so see. he was saying so he was like. He's like, was it a deer, which everybody should say it's a deer when you're on a country road? Yeah. Or was it that you were just distracted?
0: Mm, well, he's saying he swerved to avoid an animal. Now, me personally, I would dial it up. At three o'clock a in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's a perfect time to see a Sasquatch. You know, you never know. Them Them Sasquatches yeah, are out there true. walking around. They're looking, you know, it's like late afternoon. It's like, hmm, let's see. Can I find like a little snackeration, you know? Maybe a little deer yeah. or something like that. A little something, you know, you cream it over l- that. Hey, l- and-
1: Listen, a l- little jerky? A little yeah. jerky, anyone? A little deer jerky? Venison?
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what's that one? Uh, what, what, Jack's. What was it that had, had the?
1: the Jack's Lynx. Messing oh, with yeah. Sesquatch? That, yeah, that's Jack's right. Links.
0: Maybe we had a Jack's Lynx
1: situation there, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know. Listen. I mean, and definitely, if you hit the animal, it falls on the hood. It kind of gives a little heating element, right? True. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm just saying, hillbilly jerky. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Hillbilly jerky. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. You know, you
0: worry about a young man like like Miles, I mean, six times. Now, I I can't say that I have not done... You know something similar at time but never two times in 24 hours no and uh, no 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 and uh, it was actually just one time because at that point in uh, time you know you kind of grow up you know what I mean and yeah, you realize I maybe mean, yeah
1: yeah over 100 miles an hour is probably not a good thing to be doing you know unless you're on a freeway that's open and, and it's late and there's nobody there and you're not under the influence and you're yes. fully about your wits yes and you are and you've and you're practicing you know, I mean, listen. What are you practicing yeah. for? You never know, Wolf. You never know. It's just practice. It's practice. Just practice. <laughs> just practice.
0: <laughs> I actually rode
1: in one of those
0: um, NASCAR tracks. You know, with, oh. with a driver one time. You yeah. know, I mean, it's the NASCAR experience. I forgot where. I yeah. think it was a Jennerstown Speedway. Was that it? I can't. It's one of the local tracks. But I, I, I got an opportunity to do that, and I'll tell you. Um, it, I took my son Kyle. This was years ago, right? So yeah. he rode with the professional driver first, and this guy's doing, you know, 120 down the back stretch and everything like that, and and power sliding through the corners or something. I don't know what. I mean, just so anyhow, I get in. I, I'm like I'm like tooling around 80, 90, right? And my son Kyle, who was at that time like 12 years old, he looks at me and goes, "Dad, you gotta you gotta take off the emergency brake, man." <laughs> <laughs> the other guy puts you to
1: shame you know and the thing yeah. about
0: it is they got no doors you got to go in and out the window
1: you know what I mean if, yeah once again that, that automatically disqualifies me from that experience well
0: I you know what <laughs> yeah
1: I, I barely made it
0: myself you know I mean you know you see the Dukes of Hazard you remember how they just hop in and out of the General Lee you know and they, they made oh, yeah. it looked so easy you know it was it was not yeah.
1: graceful I hit I think no. I hit the deck once, you know. It, it listen listen, it happens to the best of us. I mean, that's why if you ever see a NASCAR driver, he's right? not he's not your size. <laughs> True. That's a good point. That's an yeah, important they're, they're, safety they're tank like tank. Usually like around I mean, there might be some six twos, maybe some six but mostly those guys are probably sub six foot. Right. You know, so you can get in there and you gotta keep your weight right because the weight matters also of you. Because um, for speed and for fuel measurements because one of my good buddies um was a uh, was a fuel man on nascar for casey kane oh really and so he was he was a fuel guy so i went to out here it was a subway fresh fit 400 okay um out here at the phoenix uh raceway and so i had i had pit passes and so you know i'm walking around uh the pit with tiffany and uh Dave you remember dave lockett yeah i sure remember dave lockett so great guy so 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 D Lock was um was in charge of uh what was actually in charge of the raceway.
0: Oh yes, Phoenix so, Raceway yeah. down there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So 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 D Lock got, got me passes to go do it. And as I'm walking around, um I'm like I'm like, man, I was like, okay, this is cool. So you see the tower, you see the team, and it, I mean, the the thing is man, it, it reminds me a lot of football. And I see why, you know, NASCAR recruits a lot of former football players. Mm-hmm. Like they look for the, the tight end running back linebacker size types okay and so because those guys are athletic and they, you know they actually you go down to Charlotte they actually have the training and the testing to qualify for it and uh they, they you know the obstacle course is just crazy that they have to do but really? so I'm walking and we stop you know at Casey Kane's tower because I'm looking at this tower it's awesome so they have like all these like TVs around it the rig raises up and what I was noticing is they have cameras all on the tower. And so when the when when um, when when the drivers pull into their pit for their pit to stop change, mm-hmm. the guy you know the guys jump the wall, boom, right, hit yep. the fuel in there, jack it up, hit the tires. You you got you got you got the uh, you got the jack band. You got you got the tire dude and and also the um, the lug nut guy. And so you're like, view, view. boom 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 oh, out. Well, the guys when they come back over while the guys are racing outside of the crew chief who's watching, you know, the car um, up top, the guys are reviewing their film. Like like when you come off you the field me? after a series. Yeah. yeah so like they I'm review a, a... their film. Yeah. On a screen, they, have, they replay it all. They watch. They're counting their steps. How many steps does it take them to get, you know, over the wall around the other side? And they're trying to figure out how can I be more efficient every single time. So it reminds me of football when you're reviewing film on the sidelines before you go back in the game. Wow, that's crazy, so, yeah, and so I end up seeing my buddy Aaron Walker um uh, who's a tight end at Florida with me went to San Francisco and played and then he 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 went to NASCAR after that um and and so he was he was he was a fuel man for Casey So he had that big tall like it, it's like it looks like a a water tower with a little like uh, elongated edge with this nozzle on it. And you just, you jump over the thing and boom, right into, right into the nozzle thing. And it's a fast flow. It just injects right into the, the gas tank really quickly. And it was just, it was cool to see. So I'm just like, and so now, and after watching that, I'm like, oh my God, this is why you recruit football players, right? Because the team coordination, the steps, the right? technique, all of those things apply in nascar as well and they're always looking to get more efficient every single time and you meant that for
0: the crew guys right not the not the driver no for the crew guys yeah, yeah okay all right see that's where i got yeah. screwed up i thought you were talking about oh i'm sorry as a driver with
1: the crew yeah okay, the crew yeah. on the side the pit crew wow so so you're watching and so after every time the driver leaves they go back and they watch film. And they're and they're figuring out how when the next pit stop happens how do I how do I get more efficient how do I get better at getting a, out and around and whatever my job is whether it's fuel whether it's tires whether it's the jack whether it's you know the lug nuts you know it, it's it's crazy the efficiency and you know and they're they're working as a team because every second matters right so it's like I don't want to be the guy that's costing us that extra time
0: yeah yeah absolutely. I can yeah, see so myself going pretty, over the wall and falling flat.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also, but also, before I explained that, when you were talking about taking the e brake off, I felt like you were Ricky Bobby. Remember after he crashed? Yeah, and right. he was trying. They were trying to get him back in the in the car. Yeah, it was going like thirty five miles <laughs> All right, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Ricky, you're in last place. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope, we're doing it. Come on, speed up just a little bit. No, nope, no. Nope. Good. Right here. This is good. I can see you, like, getting out. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Oh, no, he's naked again. He's naked again. Oh, no, Running on the track. (laughs) That's
0: a funny movie.
1: Oh, God. Talladega Nights is tremendous. Oh, my
0: goodness. (laughs) All right. Just wrapping up. um, You know, are you worried at all, though, about Miles Garrett? It seems like he's... Mm. is Is anybody, like, sitting down saying... You know, you just might want. What number one? Get a Subaru because they are crash tested. They are supposed to be the best. Uh, number two. Yeah, you, um, you definitely maybe... can't
1: get to sixty five without a lot of effort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe, maybe
0: you need to slow down, young man.
1: You, you know, my my thing is uh, there's a lot of services that the NFL provides, especially car services. Mm-hmm. Why not just get a car service to drive you to and from practice? Ooh, maybe that's not a bad idea. You know, just just take just take. That whole risk element out of it. He has enough money,
0: you know. Yeah,
1: just hire yeah, are you a driver. He could be there right when you right right when you're done, or he could wait until you are done. You know, his job is to make sure that you get home to practice and then back home. Who was the
0: guy in Buffalo that lived in Toronto that would take the take a car and he'd have a driver and drive him to and from Toronto each and every day? It was crazy it was a defensive lineman that was up oh. there i can't huh. i can't remember his name but recently he went, um within the last f- five six years you know i can't think of the I guy's name i think he i thought he went into some broadcasting but i I you know what this is what short-term concussion syndrome looks like up close <laughs> you know you start a thought yeah. and then you go yeah, you know, I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly.
1: He, 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 you hit me with with the uh with the zigger here, but now I got to look for it. Right? Uh, right.
0: Because you are technically capable of getting on Google and finding that guy. Uh that uh, you know, I mean it's it's like an hour 15 or something to Toronto or the suburbs, the outer suburbs of that. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting just because you brought up having a driver and this guy had a driver. Although he's got to cross into the uh, Peace Bridge, go over the Peace Bridge and uh, up by Buffalo there to get into Canada. So I don't know how that worked out for him, but I I know one season he was doing it and and the whole purpose was he just wanted to experience living in Toronto, in a a foreign country, in (laughs) another city. (laughs) And that was, of course, back in the day when Buffalo was putting part of their games up in Toronto too, as, you know, yeah they were doing that. So they're trying to capture some of that Canadian crowd over there. So I don't know, but I know this. Yeah, We got Scott Report coming up, don't we, Max?
1: Oh, it's, it's uh, Ahana, Chidi Ahanatu. Oh, is that the guy? Yeah, while playing for the Buffalo Bills in 2002, Ahanatu chose to live in Toronto and commute Boom. to and from Buffalo, 310 miles by stretch limousine which cost him $10,000 a month. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> 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 you are fantastic up. with that google Ayton thing, man.
1: What yeah, a, wow. exactly. Oh, my gosh. Okay, there we go. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a trivia thing. It is, uh, and we needed to know. And
0: 100. he was a
1: defensive end that was selected in the sixth round of the 1993 NFL draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of Cal.
0: You know, he he couldn't have been making all that big a bank. You know, I mean,
1: 93 a six-round yeah. draft pick, you know. Still. But this is a 02, so I mean, he did make it 9 years at that point. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: You got yeah, you got some money in
1: there, but $10,000 a month. But by but by stretch limo, you couldn't just find a town car? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know true. what I'm saying? Shave that's a true. little bit off, maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe you go from 10 to maybe 6 yeah. a month. It seems like a L- would- little bit of pocket change. I, I would. I mean, what do you need a stretch for at that point? I mean, you are a defensive end, but I mean, you're you're not you're not you're not Aaron Gibson. You know, that's right. Yeah, You I know. know or yeah. I, I once again, hey, defensive lineman versus offensive lineman. I'm just saying. I'm right. Just saying. I get gotcha. you. But he wasn't driving a Porsche 65 and a 45. <laughs> so that's true. He was being safe. He was being safe, indeed.
0: That's how you do yeah, it. You get that, a stretch limo. Yeah, all, all right.
1: Well, hey, let 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 let's, let, let's step aside. <laughs> we have we have had stream of consciousness this entire opening segment. True. Uh, <laughs> but when we get back, let's let's start let's start breaking down jets. Let's start looking at the jets and what they have to offer. And before we hit the break, I want to remind everyone. Subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Guess what? He's joined by, by the, the Knowledge Bank himself, the, the human encyclopedia of all things Steelers, Bob Labriola, also yes. Steelers Digest editor. Um, and it's released every game day. So make sure in your tailgating times, you enjoy hearing a pregame recap, you know, a pregame preview to make sure that you're ready for the big game when you step inside the stadium or when you step in front of your t- big screen to watch. Inside the stadium, or you listen to us on the radio while inside the stadium. That's a great idea. You can do it all. You know, I'm just saying. I, I've seen it. You got the, still got the little FM headsets <laughs> that go over your ears. Um, very popular in the 90s, but still popular to this day. If you want to listen to us, um, or you just put your earbuds in. One of the two. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, go subscribe. You can go on the Steelers mobile app. You can go on iHeartRadio or wherever else you get your podcast, and you could tune in every every Sunday. Um, or whatever day of the week we play, um, but mostly Sundays this year. Um, and uh, and make sure you give it, give it a listen, subscribe to it today. And we'll be back. Jets preview here in the locker room. Wolf, Starks, SNR, ESPN. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, again, going back to coming out of what the Jacksonville preseason game when we were everything was, oh my gosh. I think our line has gotten better every week. Um, Obviously, we have to maintain possession on the ball and stay on the field. And all those good clinic talk things that you guys all talk about, but until we do those things and, and, and give them a chance to be out there more, I, hope, I don't think you'll see everything we want to see, but I think the job they've done, I think we've got, what, five statistical sacks right now, none of them are on the line, And you know, we had one on the, I mean, none of them are on the line, and um, so I think that's a, a credit to them and the job they've done, I think Pat and Isaac have done a great job with them, and we got, but again, none of that matters until we, until we win. All right, that was Matt Canada talking about the offense and giving his analysis thus far. And, I mean, you heard that. What, five sacks? Not on the line, Wolf. What do you think? How
0: about that? I agree with him. You know, I think it's something that you have to take into account because here's the thing about it. You know, Max, a lot of times you and I wouldn't know exactly what's going on unless we were in the huddle. You know what I mean? You can look at the film and make some judgments Based on our ex- past experiences, but at times, you know, you're not exactly sure whose man at at times based on what the protection called is, you know, and you wonder sometimes you get caught in that in between. You're like going, "Well, is it? It is." And you know, when you step up like Matt Canada did, and you talk about the fact, "Hey, look, only, only it's it's not been credited to the line. It should have been the ball should have been off or what have you, you know, whatever it was." So. You know, I thought that was pretty cool that he he spoke up like that.
1: Yeah, no, that that that's something nice in it. If you're the offensive line, I mean, you probably already knew this and probably listened to everybody else like what are these guys talking about? Right. I can't believe they would say this. Right. Um Yeah, so I mean, so I'm actually happy to hear that hey, you know, the lines doing a good job cuz you always want to know kind of where guys stand and what they're doing, you know, and, and as we're watching it, you know, it kind of justifies our eyes as well in a lot of those situations. So Uh, good to hear from Matt Canada and, uh, you know, I mean, this is a game as we look at it, Wolf. And And, can I say this, let me just say this too. Okay.
0: You know, I know there's a lot of heat on Matt, but the fact of the matter is, you know, not all this stuff is sitting on his head. You know what I mean? Because you design, you, 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 you know, have a game plan, you got plays and everything and it's gotta be executed and it doesn't fall on any one guy. Remember how it was. They send you across that white sideline stripe, right? And you go out there to do your job to the very best that you believe that you're capable, and even more so, as much as you can. And the fact of the matter is sometimes things take a little while to put together, and then all of a sudden, once everybody's kind of figured it out, Things start to take off, and we we talked about this because you brought it up in the in the preseason. Let's whoa, let's pull back on that offensive line. Well, whoa, let's pull back on the offensive production as a whole until we see the full fruition of everything working in sync. You know what I'm talking about?
1: No, a- absolutely. I mean, I think that's kind of where you have to first first start. Um, is how does the plan that is presented? versus the personnel that you have. Right. And then next step is their understanding of said system right. leads to execution. Right. That that's that's kind of the, the chronological order of things. That's why you do OTAs. That's why you go through yes. training camp right. to figure out who understands it the best, can get it accomplished the best on the field. And also how does that work within the team construct? Does everybody also get it? And who's the right person to lead and disseminate that information? Absolutely. You
0: know, I mean, that's so, all part of the – that's the process.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, so when I look at it, I'm just like, you know, th- th- this is it's integral. And that's why I say it's something where guys have to take time to get together. This isn't a veteran squad that's been together for years. Mm-hmm. Pieces of it have. right, And, and defensively especially, that's why you kind of see defense – Catches up a lot quicker, but then you see the offense finally start to gel initially. Then you see them start to progress, and we've been watching them progress. It's just these are the growing pains we haven't had to see for almost two decades, right? Right. Because you've had the same guy at quarterback, and you've only inserted certain pieces at at different points. It's never been a wholesale change like it is right now. And so – we're getting into that groove this is these are the pains that other teams go through more frequently than we do as the Pittsburgh Steelers that's true and so that's why it's a shock to us that's why it is an adjustment to us because we're so used to it think about this wolf when's the last time we've drafted in the top 10 because that was it because that, that's where we finished with a record <laughs> Well, as
0: as uh, Mike uh, Tomlin said the to Chase, what was it? Chase Young is that the guy from the Redskins? Who was the yeah. defense? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was I, I, I hope I never have the opportunity to draft somebody like you because I'd have to lose too many games. You know? I mean, yeah, that's exactly. Really, that's <laughs> that's really the the point. And you know, yeah. here is the thing about it. Have you heard? There is people that that I've heard actually, you know, around the league talking about tanking already, and you are like going, "You can't be serious." I mean, but the, I, I don't know. To yeah. me, that that blows my mind because there was never a whisper of tanking back in the 80s and 90s, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Just as like there no. was never a the word business decisions made on the field. That was never a part of the vernacular of any player back in the 80s and 90s.
1: Well, and, and more so, I mean, back then and even early, you know, in my career, like, it wasn't that you tanked. It's just that you knew you sucked. I mean, that, that was the difference. <laughs> There's a, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. But, it, but it was like the acknowledgement of like everybody, okay, all hands on deck to stink. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah, that, exactly. That's not going to yeah, work. It's
1: like, it's, hey, guys. Hey, who cares about performance-based pay at this point, huh? <laughs> Let's just get to the offseason sooner. Yay, all for one. you'll never you'll never hear that breakdown you'll never hear that breakdown in 88 (laughs) at the turn we were
0: something like one in seven okay i'll never forget this back in 1988 and tunch looked at me we were sitting we came off the field after practice we're sitting in our lockers and i'm looking at him he's looking at me and there's this like gloomy atmosphere throughout the locker room tunch goes now i know what it's like to be uh, it's like to be in cleveland or cincinnati you know, he says, you're out of it by Halloween. You're out of the playoff race by Halloween.
1: <laughs> and just yeah. remember
0: that that feeling like, oh, this stinks. It just stinks to lose like this.
1: No, it it does. And I think that's kind of where you're looking at it. You're saying, man, it's like, what what are we doing here? What what can we accomplish here? And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I was blessed that I never had that feeling, um, you know, in my career. Right. Right. Uh, because you know we we were we were always winning, either right at it or or right outside of it. Yes, winning. I was just trying to let you down. That's how winning
0: so is done, like Rocky Balboa says. Or Slice yes, Stallone. that's how winning yeah. is done.
1: But um, but yeah, no, it, it's just one of those things. It's it's always just crazy to me when you hear guys talk about it, when you hear teams acknowledge those type of things. You know, I, I remember at the end of the year where guys would actually. Try and try and create the deal for you, right? They, they 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 would present it during a timeout, usually early in the game. Like, hey, hey, man, listen, I'm just trying to make it to my fishing boat, yeah. you know, next week. Because yeah. we know you guys are going to the playoffs. We know you guys are in the hunt. Um, but let us just make it look good because I'm trying not that. to get injured. I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Trying not to have a clean. Trying to have a clean bill of health. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: That's not the and way one it's of the done. Guys,
1: and so one of the guys famously, I'll never forget this. It was early in my career. It was a guy by the name of Sean Smith, D lineman for uh, um, for Cleveland. Yes, so I'm I'm like, a hey, big man, guy. Listen, listen, yeah, exactly. Big D line. Like, hey, hey, big Starks, big Starks. hey, listen, man, hey, hey, you ain't got to cut me. You ain't got to cut me, bro. You ain't got to cut me. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It's like, listen, listen. Our season's over. Yours is gonna go on. You don't you don't want to get into this type of type of type of uh, situation, you know? Because what if you go and cut me, and I fall on you and I hurt you? <laughs> and he was four hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. He he tried to use the reverse psychology <laughs> that by me not cutting him, it would make me healthier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, so what in the hell? But I'll say this. I was like, you know what, what if, what if I do catch like the back leg instead of the front leg and his knee lands on the, like the back of my shoulder, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So then I started thinking about it. Then I was like, wait a second, I'm faster than him. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to snap myself out of it for a couple of plays and then I went and cut him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, cause I remember when,
0: again, I we played fridge, you know, uh, yeah, well, uh, 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 Perry. You know, uh, he, he was like uh, four hundred or three seventy five, right? And he fell on Ray Penny when Ray Penny cut him, and Ray Penny got a separated shoulder.
1: See, see, he was trying. He was trying to do that to me. But if you don't, if you're not, if you're playing full speed, you're less likely to get injured. Right? It's when you play half speed That's that the injuries happen. Yep. And so I was like, I was like, nah, man. And I went and cut him. And he was like, dog, we just talked about it. I said, yeah, we talked about it. I didn't agree to it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is your wake-up call. Exactly. It's just like saying I presented you with a contract. Well, I didn't sign the contract. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Max, in
0: 88, we, when we were having that bad year, the last game of the year, we were playing the Miami Dolphins in Three Rivers, and it was right before Christmas. It was snowing out. It was like in the upper 20s, lower 30s, somewhere in there. I'll never forget. The Dolphins were out of the playoffs. We were out of the playoffs. And my guy came up. Um, I was playing tackle at, at that point because, again, all our tackles were hurt and I was the tallest of the guards by half an inch. So I get kicked out to tackle. So anyhow, the guy that I'm playing against is about six five six six. He's a big guy, over 300. But he's wearing um, – a hoodie underneath his shoulder pads now i'd never yeah. seen a hoodie underneath you know and this is back in 88 it's not like today it's a little bit different but he's where the hoodie is sticking out of the back he's got gardening gloves on you know instead of like any sort of you know good warm you know skiing gloves or anything. Like that. he's got gardening gloves on and he had his sweatpants on underneath his game pants you know You think this guy is trying to just get home? Yeah, you know it. But I'll never (laughs) forget, I was cutting him off on the backside. I didn't cut him, but I was, you know, getting to the inside. And my pad level, his pad level, and my face mask got hooked up his his shoulder pad my my face mask was hooked on his shoulder pad he's literally running and i'm like hanging off him by my face mask cuz the chin strap didn't pop and i'm i'm screaming stop you're breaking my neck <laughs> he's running oh, and dragging me along like i'm a i'm a coat hanging off a rack Oh my goodness, oh, my you're talking gosh. about a
1: bad moment. <laughs> Talk about that that's like the bad news bears, man. Yeah. Everything wrong that could go wrong went yeah. wrong. Oh, oh my man. gosh. That is that I mean that 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 is price. But yeah, it, it's funny when guys' helmets get hooked. Oh you man. You know? Like like how many times has this happen where guys were running or hitting and you make a collision, there's like, do what? We're like Bopsy twins. You know, it's yeah. like it's like, wait a second. Hold on, no no no. You move no, no, no. I'm going to move here and then it's like it's like all the aggression gets taken out, right? It's right. like all the wind out of your sail and the and the and the vitriol that you have for that opponent. It's just like, "Okay, now we need to compromise. Let's work together. We're in a bad situation. There's millions of people watching us right now, you yeah. know, not either on TV or the thousands that are in the stadium just staring at us and play has been stopped. Then you have the referee come in and he's trying to help because he's like, I got a second set of eyes. I can see it from the outside. Y'all are looking at it from the inside, and you're just confused. and You're just like, all right. So then you just got to – it's like that deflating moment. Okay, so let's – you know what let's do? Let's just unstrap the chin straps. We're going to take it off at the same time. That's right. One, two, three. And then figure it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are the worst.
0: And the whole time you're giving each other the side eye because you can't look at each other because your helmets are side by side.
1: Yeah, exactly. You just you're like staring at like the top corner of your eyebrow at the other guy, and he's doing the same at you. And then and then you're now not, and now you're both getting angry because right. you think it's the other guy's fault. Yes, if you didn't choose to stop this, I'm trying yeah. to blindside yeah. me. Had you not tried to hit me under my chin? Well, had you not uh, tried tried to tried to go low oh. on me, we wouldn't have had this problem. And yeah, no, it, it it's it's a whole bag of words, but that that that's the funny part, like the game within the game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and let's take a break because now you yeah. give me an ab cramp. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Here, yeah. let let's let, let's go to break, and then you know, well, let's actually try and break down the team. it would be a good segment. thing.
0: All right, we're going to be good. We're going to go. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and actually get into the scouting report. As long as Max doesn't give me the side eye and our helmets don't get hooked up here, we'll be back right after this with more SNR.
1: this is in the locker room with wolf and starks on espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio presented by your neighborhood ford store the f-150 is the official truck of the pittsburgh steelers Breaking news here into the SNR News desk. The Steelers have signed defensive back Mark Gilbert to the practice squad today. The Steelers originally signed Gilbert after the 2021 NFL draft as an undrafted rookie free agent. Spent the first five weeks of the 2021 season on the Steelers practice squad. To make room for him, the Steelers released center Ryan McCollum. I'm Wesley Euler in the SNR News studios. Back to you, Max and Wolf.
0: Wow, that's, that's impressive. You talk about the professionalism.
1: Of a of, of a ninja.
0: I mean that's that yes. that's as good as it gets right
1: there. Well you you have to also remember this is Master Splinter. He's not just any ordinary ninja, he's the Sensei of ninjas. That's true. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, the, the, the Sensei Lamb is obviously the number one in charge, but when Sensei Lamb is not in the office, <laughs> Master Splinter takes over Wesley Euler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, Max, well, first of all, Mark Gilbert, okay, they signed him. I just wonder what in the concern over that and that of course would be with Akella Witherspoon, I'm sure uh having a hammy and uh yeah. don't know how much what the downtime for him is going to be. So sounds like they're, you know, again, the front office is doing the things they need to do to make sure that due they're diligence. stuck. Yeah, due diligence. But this moving along this Jets D, we're talking about a Jets team that's one and two. Uh, this is a team that uh, went over and they lost to the Ravens. They beat the Browns and lost to the Bengals. Um, looking at their defensive line, Max, uh, you know the first, there's two things that stood out to me. Right, I mean, just immediately after you watch it. Number one, these guys aren't huge. There's there's not big no. guys among them. I mean, from Carl Lawson at only 6'2", 265, to uh, John Franklin Myers at the other end at 6'4", 288. I mean, you got some other guys, Solomon Thomas, who plays tackle uh, inside. Is only six two, two fifty six. Uh, it's interesting to me that uh, you know they are rather smallish uh, as compared to a lot of the defensive lines that we see. And the second thing is, they seem to have a good low pad level, which you would figure for smaller guys. You got to play with a low pad level. Ain't no doubt about it.
1: Well, that's that. That's kind of the requisition, right? That's first and foremost. You right. must play with a, a low plaid level to allow for you to have an opportunity to be successful. Yeah. You know, I think when you're a smallish type of guy, leverage matters. Angles matter. Right. Um, for them, because they're not going to be able to overpower you. and <clears throat> Or shouldn't. <laughs> should not overpower you. You're absolutely correct. You should not be able to. And I think, you know, where that leads to is, you know, defensively, you know this team is is in a position where they they're not they're not too too great um at doing a lot of things mm-hmm. but i think but i think when you start to start to unpack them right you know they 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 they're giving up they've given up over 693 yards passing um they've right. only had five sacks right and you know two picks completion percentage yeah, yeah two two i'm sorry two interceptions thrown and You know, teams are converting 67% of their passes on them. But when you get into, like, the run game type of stuff, um, the running, they're allowing 316 yards, which is 3.67 a rush. um, And teams have rushed 86 times on them. So I think people kind of feel like there's a good success in the run game against them. Because that's what you're averaging, right? If you run run the ball three times, you're getting a first down, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. That's usually where you're looking at those numbers.
0: Yeah, they comes out the numbers I got. They come out to about 105 yards a game, is what they're giving up on the on the ground. Yeah, all right, and then 231 I got in the in the pass. So whatever, in that area there. This is not a great defense. This is a defense that is busted in the back end. You know, I mean they've had issues. They gave up a huge play to uh, um, the kid for Tyler Boyd. Uh, in Cincinnati, yeah. I, I was like a 65-yarder. Uh, Jordan Whitehead uh, missed a tackle on the back end of I uh, I don't know, a post route, and he just busted it for a big 65-yard. And I think he had another one uh, that they busted on the back end too. So this is a, a defense that can get gouged.
1: Yeah, they can get gouged. They have guys in a position where, you know, they're not really particularly great at getting off blocks. And so I think when you talk about this offensive line, when you talk about where there's. I think the best guy on their defensive line, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Quentin Williams, their D tackle. He looks, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. He's the one that you have to worry about. Yeah, but but you know, amongst everybody else on the squad, like you said, I mean, we know we know who Carl Lawson is. He came over from the Bengals. We, right. We've seen him before. Um, you know, Sheldon Rankins is from New Orleans, and John Franklin Myers, you know, came from the Rams. So I mean. Literally, the only guy drafted by them on that D line is Quentin Williams, and then of course you you do have the rookie this year, um, Jermaine Johnson. Yes, um, that's the one. And and he's been getting a lot. He's been rotating in with Carl Lawson a lot. He's a FSU kid, um, highly touted first rounder, and uh, he has a skill set. But I don't, <clears throat> I don't think it's really uh, it's really come to fruition yet as far as you know his college looks, capabilities. What
0: it looks to me is like he's still got he's not got his grown man strength yet. You know what I yes, mean? That's absolutely. one of the things. He, he, it, to me, it looks like he's still a couple years from being able to build that body, but he, he's got skills. There's no doubt
1: about it. Um, yeah, you know. he, he can bend the edge if you, if you give him – because, I mean, the biggest thing is he doesn't want contact, right, Wolf? Right. Like, he, he's one of those defensive linemen that wants to be, you know, where I feel like I'm not a DN, I, I'm a pass rush specialist. Yeah. You know, th- those type where it's like I'm not trying to engage you. It's like I want I want to get around you. I want to speed past you. <clears throat> and he, I mean, he has a He he can bend it pretty nicely on, on a rip move on the edge. Right. But you know, as far as the, the toolbox, like you said, he's very easily contained when you put hands on him. So when you go take the fight to him, you can kind of stymie him. And he he's not particularly great at setting the edge in the run game. No. No, he's so. he
0: he goes under the qualifying title of what I call sl, uh, slicker than snot on a doorknob, you know what I mean? Curl. You know, it's a little Correct. bit hard sometimes to get your hands on. <laughs> you know, I just realized what I was saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was like, just remind me that you you go through all doors first, Wolf, yeah. in this relationship. <laughs> just saying. Don't hold the door open for me. Yeah, exactly. No, we're good. I'm not leading that charge. No, just joking. I will say this about Quinn and Williams. If I'm Aaron
0: Whitecott and the uh, defensive line coach, I kind of leave him alone
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. this coming game. <laughs> yeah. No. No. D- don't, don't 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 poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. <laughs> yeah.
0: No doubt about it. You know, you know it.
1: does he have his braces off? That's what I wondered. I you know I I hadn't checked. I could I couldn't tell. I we'll have to see because when he because when he came in the league, he had braces. So I mean, it automatically. I mean. You can't really be angry and have right. braces on. You it's know what I'm difficult. saying? Like it's yeah. just, it's very tough. It's very tough. It's 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 like wearing really thick glasses <laughs> and trying to trying to be menacing. It just doesn't work. Even what? for Von Miller. Like I don't even look at Von Miller. as that difficult? Because when I see how big his glasses are, right? You know when he's that he needs to read and, and live his life, I'm like, ah, I feel bad for you. Yeah, I know you got muscles. I know you're strong. I know you right. have a whole bunch of sacks, but. Ah, you have glasses. <laughs> Maybe he's not that bad. Can't punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought their inner inner defensive tackles were better than their outer defensive ends. That's why, just the way I felt. Yeah.
1: Well, the strength is, I mean, because that's where the experience I think lies, in the skill set is between Sheldon Rankins and Quentin Williams. Yeah. I think those two do a really good job, and then of course Solomon Thomas. You know, was a high, highly touted draft pick back in the day. Didn't quite you know come to fruition cuz you remember he, for for a long time he was in San Francisco.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And and this and he was one of those guys that was um highly touted. He was a first round draft pick, right, was come from Stanford and now he's on his third team and I feel like, you know, he's kind of one of those guys just a rotational guy mm-hmm. for them, but you want you want Rankin's going, you want Quentin Williams going and those guys can wreck the middle of your game if you allow them. Yes. I thought in the Cleveland game, that's where it did become an issue, especially in the second half. Was they were getting penetration, right? They were yep. slowing up, they were slowing things up, and that's what allowed I think for the Jets to kind of get back into that game. But if you neutralize them, you know, getting them running laterally, those guys don't like that. They don't like that. They, they excel when you come right at them because they know how to shed blocks. So I think it's a combination of using some off tackle stuff, right? A little bit of outside zone, but still stick with your man schemes because I feel like they can still be whammed. They can still be trapped in a lot of situations. I would probably trap Rankins more than I would trap Quinn and Williams. Um, just because I think Quentin Williams has a little bit more wiggle to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, this is a team I feel like we can run the ball on this team. And I think that's what it kind of gives to. I don't think to. there's
0: any doubt. And I think yeah. that needs to be at the forefront. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so I would love to see Run be in that top 15. I would love to see at least eight. At least eight runs just oh, and you talking about the uh, top 15 plays in the right, game right right the first the 15 Steelers. yeah you you're, you're yeah. going to have
0: to but i also i will tell you this i think you i think you can nail carl lawson carl lawson on a trap um he gives up he gives up that position and i think you can make some hay there no doubt yeah about so you
1: talking about you're talking about the fa the fay play where it's the a weak that? side counter so that's a weak side counter with the tight end leading okay yes, yes. so to so the open side where Tackling guard. We double just called down. it a
0: whammer or a, or a trap. We're really so yeah. Simple. So, so see you yeah, got so, you got
1: these 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 hip
0: terms. a fay. I thought it's. I thought you were saying fade. I'm going. What are you talking about? His hairdo.
1: <sighs> no. See. There we go. Hey. The fact that you knew that though, I appreciate that. Wolf. <laughs> Thank high you. Fi- Thank virtual you. high five from Arizona <laughs> for that one. Knowing what a fade is. But uh, you know, but no, it's called we called it fade blocking, which was the weak side counter. Okay. So we're but it's tight end leading from that wing back position. Yes. As opposed to a puller leading, yes. which would I would consider a wham or a ca- or just regular counter. That
0: was our H back back yeah. in the day. But yeah. Speaking of modern language, I think we need to go to break, my friend. Is because you know Master what? Splinter was was talking in my ear. I thought was he talking okay. in your
1: ear too? No, he did not talk in my uh, ear. I think okay. he, he did it on purpose. All he right. knew he knew that I would probably think it's like, is it is that God? Is that God up there? No, stop. But uh but yeah. But no, um, you know, I do I do want to encourage people, hey, that's the end of the first hour. You can subscribe now to our show in the locker room with Wolf and Starks. Every episode we do is available for download. Subscribe today. Steelers Mobile, iHeart, everywhere else you podcastify. And we'll be back in the second hour. We'll continue breaking down the New York Jets. Next we'll move to The linebackers in the secondary here on SNR and ESPN Radio.